Hi, this is Geraint Thomas. As you might have heard on last week's show, Simon is away on holiday at the moment, so we can't bring you a new errand of mercy. What we can bring you, though, is a recently rediscovered episode of our old student radio podcast. So please enjoy this episode of Sound Syringe from February 2010. Also, just a warning, instead of an hour, it's only 24 minutes long, because obviously it had music on and we've had to cut it all out. Enjoy! In vitro. In vitro. In vitro. In vitro. Sound syringe podcast. Get your injection. The In Vitro Podcast. Cut down best bits of all of our shows with Simon and G on Fuse FM. Delight inside your ears. He said he wanted us to inject him with musical goodness right now. I hope you're enjoying your injection. Yes. (laughs) Also, a man can't live by Weetabix alone. And yes, Bruce Forsyth is the fifth element. Sound syringe. Skirting around the large issues to bring you the entertaining ones. We do have a Facebook group for our show. Just look up Sound Syringe. I doubt there are many other groups called Sound no, Syringe. No, there aren't. Okay, good. <laughs> That's why we're called Sound Syringe. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, all like, all caps as well, because yeah. all caps makes things more important. Because, yeah, it, it, it is Sound Syringe. Sound Syringe. But remember our old intro? Yeah, I do remember it, yeah. That's how you should say it. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and by the way... we. Last people who listened to us last semester may know that basically people who are friends with me on Facebook and I see online plugging our show or anybody anybody we see in our, in our newsfeed in the studio plugging the show on Facebook. Yeah, ba- basically if you plug the show on Facebook, you would have joined what was formerly known as Move Squadron, but the fan club formerly known as Move Squadron. Yeah, I mean uh, the if- issue the issue is there was some talk that we may have. Borrowed that idea? Borrow. I don't of... think. I think definitely stolen is not the right word. <laughs> yeah, borrowing is like stealing, but it's legally different. Yeah, and that's the important thing here. As the injunction yeah. from two um, popular breakfast comedy weekend radio DJs on Radio Six would. Well, yeah. let's just call them Smadam and Show. <laughs> they um, they weren't very happy, so um, we're yeah. having to change the name. So Move Squadron, Move Squadron's first task is to come up with a new name for themselves. Yeah. So so Move Squadron. Get on it, and also if you want to join Mo Squadron, just plug the show and make make us aware of it in the studio. Yes, and find some way to tell us you're plugging the show. You don't have to plug it on Facebook. You can, I don't know, write it on your face, write sound syringe on your yeah. face, or, or you know, um, tattoo it on your face. As long as we're not legally liable for that. Yep, you could do that. Yeah. You can, um, you Sk- can skywrite it. Skywrite. <laughs> skywrite the words. Yeah. So all many kinds of ways to spread the word of sound syringe. Yes. Skywriting is a good one. <laughs> anyway, we've um, we've got a lot of new technology going on in the studio. Uh, I started broadcasting from this studio back in my humble first year, a good when, three when years ago. When he was just now, a wee nipper. When I was just a wee nipper. Yeah. And um, back then, most things were held together with gaffer tape. But now, the gaffer tape has been replaced by shining chrome. Yeah, I, I can, I, you know, I can only see about sort of two or three things held together by gaffer tape right now. Which is now. better than the original yeah. 16. <laughs> so I'd like to make a big, a big shout out to the tech squad who have literally... I'm pretty sure some of these things are made with magic. I think there might be blood in them, possibly I, I, some arcane runes. I, I think, as far as I'm aware, that's how technology works. Yeah, well, there we go. Yeah. Admittedly, I am from the 50s. So, so I'm, now, <laughs> I'm now basically broadcasting from the um, cockpit of a rather advanced passenger airline, which is quite exciting. And we do still have all of the sound effects, like, for example, this one. There's one. That's the and electricity. A sheep barring very, very <laughs> far off. Yeah. He's a somewhere distant back there. sheep. But as per G's instruction, I'm not allowed to use them anymore. Shut up. <laughs> it, that, that's still going. <laughs> it's, it's still going. 
quite cheap. There, it's yeah. finished. <laughs> Good. We've had a suggestion from the the fan club formerly known as Move Squadron yeah. for a new name for them. Uh, one of our members of formerly known as Move Squadron have have named suggested the name Syringe Injectors. Which which works because we're called Sound Syringe, but at the same time doesn't work because it makes you all sound like heroin addicts. Yeah, we kind of like we heard that we're like, oh, that's really good, and then like you know, someone someone mentioned narcotics and it all went downhill from yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> so so that's that's a good idea. Yeah, good attempt. C C plus. For a, yeah, but effort really. Maybe not something rela- related to drug taking. Yeah. So I mean, it's quite difficult. I admit when our show is called Syringe, Sound but you syringe. know. Yeah, sound syringe. It's got yeah. syringe in the name. It has. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, make, make it clearer perhaps what is being syringed. In this case, funky beats. <laughs> and not <laughs> funky juju. Yeah. I'm not even sure if that's a drug I, I name. don't know. But I hope it is. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> I, I hope the idea of people on street corners like, hey, you want some funky juju? <laughs> some Clarky Cat? You want some Clarky Cat? You got any Clarky Cat? Oh. Oh, dear. Anyway, let's move swiftly on. So, from drug chat... <laughs> to sport chat! Well, anything else chat. Yeah, any, anything, really. But, but specifically Spe- sport specifically chat. Specifically sport chat. And first, rugby! Yes, it's the RBS Six Nations. Everyone's favourite Northern Hemisphere rugby tournaments. England played. Eng- England did play. And moving swiftly on, yes, Wales also played. Yeah, Wales! <laughs> Who I care about a lot more being Welsh. Also, England didn't play very well, so... You they, know. They've played, that's what we're mentioning. They've they played, yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> Talk about Wales. Right. W- Wales had an incredibly exciting match on Saturday, Simon. It yeah. was very good. Well, actually, no, it was really bad. The first, like, 70 minutes were probably the most dire rugby I've ever seen in my life. Wales were dreadful. Really? Until the final 10 minutes. Okay, picture the scene. Picture the scene, Okay. Wales are 21-24 down. Okay. Okay. And with only a few minutes on the clock, Wales gets a penalty. Up to 24. You know, 24-24, it's a draw. It's a draw. Okay. There are 10 seconds left on the clock after this. Yeah. Scotland have the ball. They kick. Wales gets the ball. And... Managed to score a try. Okay, what happened was they scored one try right near the end to get not 21-24. Then scored a penalty. Then scored another try. They scored, in 10 minutes, 17 points. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know much about rugby, and it's, that impresses yeah, it, me. Yeah, yeah. So it's the, a lot, So the Simon. entire rugby game was kind of like that movie Wild Wild West. Well, and most of it was Most really... of it was rubbish, and then near the end, Giant Spider turns up, I've... everything kicks off. See, I've never watched through Wild Wild West, because I could never get through the previous bad minutes. It's worth it. You get you get a giant mechanical steampunk really? spider. Really? Really? Okay, maybe it isn't worth it. But there's a giant mechanical steampunk spider in it. Yeah. There wasn't one in the rugby, but it was the equivalent of that. Yeah. Rug- <laughs> rugby spiders crawling yeah, across the, the comment- pitch. All the, all the commentators were saying that, were they? Yeah, all yeah. The pro commentators. They were like, whales are playing like a giant steam-powered spider. <laughs> <laughs> I would be, yeah, that would be cool, but... <laughs> How, that, that's not even possible. Well, they all just linked together. Yeah, yeah. Wales trying well, no, to no. by. But there were four of them linked together, so they had eight legs, and that's how they got oh, across. That, that, that's how that happened. That, okay, that's not fine. how that happened. That would have been good. <laughs> it would have been good. Right then, boys, we're going to try the new spider formation. <laughs> That'll really freak them out. 
I don't think so, so And then Scotland were like, ah, I, I thought we were playing rugby, and said there's a giant spider coming at me. Made yeah. out of rugby players. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Psychological warfare, that is. But I think more importantly, after, after the most exciting 10 minutes of rugby in the history of rugby, basically... What happened? Uh, the, what happened the night? Slightly biased. Slightly biased. Just a little bit biased. Slightly biased. <laughs> the night after, I think, is more important. When Andy Powell, who plays for the Welsh squad at the team hotel, got very drunk celebrating their amazing victory, stole a golf cart and drove it down the M4. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> Yeah, he found. Yeah, I, as far as I remember, he found a mate. Kind of like <laughs> they're just driving and together. Like, hey, the golf cart. let's get a golf cart. <laughs> and yeah, it uh, didn't end well for him. Is that against the highway code? I'm. I think it probably is. Actually, if that, they would have been driving below forty miles an hour, wouldn't they? But they were drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, there, there is that. <laughs> if they were sober and the golf cart was going over forty miles an hour, would it be against the highway code? I. I don't know. Any anyone who knows, any highway highway <laughs> any people, highway patrolman. Yeah, if you know, text yeah. us, tell us whether whether that was actually illegal. But yeah, um, unfortunately for him, he has his, his antics have led him to be dropped from the squad. Really? Yeah. Well, see, that, that's not really very fair. I, is I know. It? Yeah. Because you know, he was just celebrating his exciting, yeah. his exciting win. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a bit of celebration. Well, maybe maybe if it's in the form of a golf cart on the M4. But yeah. I mean, it probably you know it's late at night. I don't, you know, there probably weren't right. that many other people around. It's not like he um, he committed adultery with an underwear model. Yeah, That's exactly. More a footballers kind of thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? What sort of sportsman would do a thing like that? Mm. Right. Okay. We've got some legal advice on on driving golf buggies on motorways. Yes. Um, this is from uh, my lawyer Greg. Yes. Who has um he's, he's emailed in that driving mechanically propelled vehicle whilst drunk, unfit for drink, is illegal. Yes. We while know whilst that. unfit for we know that Greg. What we want to know is is driving a golf buggy on a motorway illegal? If it was going above forty miles an hour and you were sober. Yeah. You, you entirely sober person in a golf buggy. On a motorway. Is that cool? Because if it's legal, I'm buying one, and we are <laughs> going to do this. R- really? Because I imagine I imagine 40 miles an hour, even though it doesn't feel that fast in a car, would, would be, be terrifying. Terrifying and exciting <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. We'd just pop to, I don't know, go to go to Salford or something in a golf buggy that, that is capable of over 40 Sol- miles an hour. Salford? Yeah. Oh, you go to Salford. Okay. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's, it's your, a short your, drive your anyway. funeral. <laughs> it's, a, it's a short drive. <laughs> it is quite a short drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the motorway. You get on the Mancunian way, just go for, go for one junction. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Anyway, so, so <laughs> where would you get the golf buggy? Uh, details, details. <laughs> right, uh, more sports chat. More sports chat. More sports chat. The other sports I know about. <laughs> we'll be we've already we've done we've done rugby one now, and now it's Formula One. Yes, the other the other sport I enjoy. <laughs> It's a good sport. It, yeah, it is a good sport. So exciting times in Formula One, even though they're obviously not racing at the moment. Yes. For, for an F1 anorak like me, it's still exciting times, because you know what time of year it is, Simon? What time of year is it? It's winter testing time! Oh my oh. goodness me! So oh wow! It means, that, it means they're getting the cars out and, uh, and making sure they actually work. Is, is this the bit where they try and shave milliseconds off their times? This is the bit where they try and shave milliseconds off their times, yeah. Or if you're Virgin F1, whose car is 19 seconds slower than the other teams, try and like, shave half a minute off your times. Ma- 19 seconds? Yeah, well, that was one. I don't know. That that was the worst testing I've seen they've had so far. 
But basically, there are four new teams this year. As seems to be happening quite often in Formula yeah. One. Recently. Well, they, they, they do kind of cycle through new teams. Oh, They've got okay. Lotus, who are kind of like sort of an old team who haven't been around for decades and have now uh-huh. come back. So they're, 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 there's basically a different company the, bought their name. The but, old veterans returning from retirement. But not really. But not really. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like Son of Lotus. Son of Lotus. <laughs> Lotus 2. Um, and yeah, they, they've they've got a car uh, which they've they got on the track today. Well, it's good to have a car. Yeah, it is, it is. Well, I'll, I'll get on to this in a second. So they they're, they're driving around a bit. They're okay. They're not great, but you know they're okay for a new team. Apparently, thus far, we'll see mm-hmm. more later on. Virgin, who are the other new team, who aren't doing very well, even though they're not racing yet. I think their first test, some uh, the front of their car fell off. Oh, which is not something. Well, you know, what they mean for it to do? Is it one of those things that where it splits up into not, two? Not really. You could know, be like of, a wacky race. One, one of the main points about kind of like F one is that the cars have to be really aerodynamic, and okay. not and having the front of your car isn't very aerodynamic. So, so no, they're not doing any of that stuff like Dick Dastardly did yeah. in wacky races, where the front extends and like he's he gets across the line yeah. because of the front extending. No, they're not doing that because they're at the right at the back as well. Oh, okay, so they're doing really long days. <laughs> But yeah, it would have to be very, very, yeah. <laughs> that goes around corners. Oh, I mean, they could be doing the Dick Darsley thing, because of course he did always lose. Oh so. yeah, but, no, but he always got out in front, set up a fiendish trap, which fell on him by accident, and then lost. Yeah. So if he never set up the traps, but he, yeah, he would have won every As far time. as I'm aware, Richard Branson isn't Dick Darsley, despite the facial hair. Okay. <laughs> well. um, and there are two other new teams um, called USF1. Who are American, surprisingly American. enough. Who so far apparently have bits of a car. Well, that's good. And that's that's, that's not as good as a car. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's better to have a car yeah. than bits of a car. Bits of a car, yeah. Okay. Um, and there's also Campos Meta, who are a Brazilian team, who have a car. Like, someone's built them a car, but they can't afford to pay for it. Really? Yeah. They kind of like, yeah, yeah, build us a car. We'll, we'll pay you next week. And uh, and it's coming. It's like, oh, left my wallet uh, in could Brazil. You, could, you give us, could you give us a lend of it for yeah. a couple of races? We'll, we'll be really careful. We're only like, we'll stop if we get to third. It'll be, we'll be really careful. Yeah. So so their chances of actually getting on into the race so far not looking so great. But oh. there's also one other team who haven't been let in, um, called Stefan F1, owned by someone called Stefanis. Stefanifovic or something. Stefanifovic. They're a Serbian F1 team. Sounds something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, who was funded by the Serbian government. But they not. They haven't actually been given a place in the race yet. But they do have a car. So they're already better than two teams that are supposed to be in F1. And they... They, they, they've just signed up their first driver today. Right, okay. Uh-huh. Bear in mind, they're not in yet. And they're trying to convince the authorities to let them in. Okay, and coincidentally today, they've hired an Indian driver called Karen Chandhuk, who is the son of one of the administrators of Formula One. Okay. Do you kind of see what they might be Mm. doing there? (laughs) They've they've chosen a racer who no one's ever heard of and who's never raced in F1 before. But happens to be the son of somebody Uh, Someone who can can let them race. (laughs) See, that does sound sound, sound kind of suspect. I'm not sure. Well, okay. 
Not saying anything. Not saying anything, no. but it sounds like they're cheating. <laughs> well, it's, it all sounds very exciting, yeah, it's this good, one. Yeah, so it is, yeah. It's all exciting times. If it's exciting now, then I can't wait for um, actual racing time. <laughs> actual because if, if testing is this exciting, I'm not sure how I'm going to process <laughs> the excitement from race time. So we yeah. posed the question... Would it be legal if you were sober to drive a golf, golf cart at over 40 miles an hour down the M4? And the answer is... No. Unfortunately. The, the legal answer is, I don't think that a golf buggy is road legal because they don't meet safety requirements. So, we have to... It, now, when we get this golf buggy, uh, part of the modifications we make to let it go over 40 miles an hour have to make it road legal. Yeah, so we have to put on headlights, seatbelts, stuff okay. like that. Um, well, but he raises one point, which is that I don't have a driving license, and as far as he con- he's concerned, I never, ever, 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 ever will have one. But, but have Simon one. does, so, so it's all good. Screw you, Greg. <laughs> yeah. So, so operation, operation, motorway, golf club, park, buggy is go. Possibly. Prepare your ears to be caressed by the sweet, gentle voice of Greg. In G's erotic book at bedtime. Hello, so it's, everyone. It's that time of the show where we turn the lights down, get a little bit comfy, snuggle up to someone you love, and listen to the sexy, sultry voice of G. G, Hello. give me a taste. Hello there, Simon. Oh, you're very breathy, G. I, I am, yeah. Breathy as always. Gee. Breathy Ooh. and sexy. So breathy and je- sexy. Gee, tell, tell us about the, the erotic book you're going to be reading for the listeners. The book we have today, Simon, is Come Morning, uh, uh, lent to us by a friend of the show, uh, Miss Franklin. I'm kind of confused by the emphasis you put on Come Morning there, Gee. Do you want to repeat it for us? The, the book is called Come Morning by Joe Gorse. Mm, gee, that's sexy. As we pick up the story here, the main character, Runyon, has been set up in a diamond heist in Las Vegas. Runyon is a terrible name it for ter- a erotic novel. It is a terrible but sexy name, Simon. <laughs> ooh, ooh, Runyon. I can. Runyon. See, the first problem with Runyon is, is that it, it does r- sound a lot like Bunyan. Yes, yes not yes. the sexiest thing in the world. <laughs> But forget about that. <laughs> forget about the name. Anyway, he's been set up in a diamond heist, and the only thing that can help him is the love of his special lady, Louise. So as we as we as we enter this story, they're preparing to the next day to go to fly to Las Vegas to finish off the diamond heist. It's, it's very confusing. It's a confusing story. Basically, he's going to go into a tent, and things are gonna get saucy. Hot and steamy, sexy, like a like an M and S, hot sex, hot sticky toffee pudding. Kind of like a, kind of like a, a really sexy frog. Yes, a lot like that. Which okay. you would usually think would be sexy, but in this case, it's very sexy indeed. Okay, yeah, let's go on with the story. It's probably a good idea, G. Okay. On the canvas floor was a French four-in-one hand torch which cast a pale white fluorescent glow over the interior of the tent. When Runyon came crouching through the zippered flap, Louise was already inside, kneeling, half undressed on their double sleeping bag. God, he wanted her! Looking at her smooth bare shoulders, the delicate ivory slope of her brassiered breasts, 
He knew he could not get enough of her. Can you believe I've never slept in one of these? What makes you gonna think you're gonna sleep tonight? He leered. Ooh, chicka chicka. Then he remembered what Taps Turner had said on the phone. It was set two nights from now, in LA. The plane would be the airfield from 10.30 on. He turned quickly away on the pretext of zipping up the tent flap. He told Taps he'd be there, alone. God damn it, why couldn't it be simple? Why had he had to overhear that damned phone call? Why had Louise had to make it? Why? Louise's hot, naked body landed on his back. <clears throat> Runyon tumbled sideways onto the sleeping bag, great breaking her grip, his gloom of a moment before dispelled. You've led me on long enough, she exclaimed in baritone tones. That which is which is actually <laughs> terrible. Baritone tones we've decided would it, be... It's, a, it's terrible writing, but sexy, Simon. It's a let good me, name. Can, it's a good let, name. let me carry on with the sexy. Sorry. God. I'm, being told, I'm being told by our um, an independent Shh. advisor to be quiet so yeah. G can continue his sexy story. You're ruining the mood. Now I'm taking what you deny me. Get away from me, he squealed in a girlish falsetto. I'm not that kind of girl. Juxtaposition. Then why are you taking off her pants? She demanded suspiciously. I thought I'd slip into something a little more comfortable. Louise switched off the torch. Hi, she said in the dark. My name is Comfortable. Oh, man. A few- oh, that's... No, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Seriously now. Really. Really? Simon, Simon, you are you are ruining the erotic <laughs> mood here. Oh, I'm this sorry. This was the most erotic thing ever, Simon. It wasn't. Like, oh. she, what, really? Uh, look, uh, do you want me to? I'll read the last line. Hello, okay? I'm comfortable. I'm reading the last line. A few minutes later, only a minute, only a couple of minutes. He's, he's you know, he's not Superman. A few <laughs> minutes later, Runyon said rather breathlessly, "It certainly is." There you go. She's hey. comfortable. And he's in something comfortable. That's that's what that's what I like to look for in a lady. <laughs> Comfortableness. You know, I look at girls and I think, wow, she looks comfortable. So yeah, that was the incredibly well written work of modern literature Good come morning. By by what was his name? Joe Gores. Joe who, Gores. This is this is a first edition copy, by the way. Whether so. there are other editions, I'm not sure. <laughs> Now tell us a little bit about the history of this erotic of this erotic novella, G. The, 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 this this erotic novella has a deep a deep history. Deep, deep and moist. Um, my the, the person we borrowed it off, um, Hazel Franklin, did actually get find this um, highly erotic novel in a Weatherspoons. She, she <laughs> you, you know you know in a Weatherspoons you got like those books kind of part you know those little bookcases which are obviously no one ever used. Well, you should look at them because they contain terribly written erotic fiction. <laughs> We're not suggesting that's all they contain. But mostly. But it seems like that's mostly what it is. And unfortunately, the, ter- the worst thing about this book, and there are quite yeah. a few faults, is that it, the, 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 the end is missing. The last missing. No I, last chapter. I, we don't know what happens with the diamond heist. Does Runyon end up with Louise? Does more sexy times happen? We'll never know. <laughs> Probably we will literally not. never know because, quite honestly, I don't care to find an entire copy of it. <laughs> I think you should. I think you owe it to the listeners, G. So that was G's erotic book at and, bedtime. And, and ladies, I hope you, I hope you're able to cope with that because it was very, very sexy. I oh, oh you're G, you're driving me out of my mind. And you know, stay tuned because there'll be more erotica next week. Mm. <laughs> 
Radio Safe Erotica, the best kind of erotica. Hi, it's Garrett from the present here again. That was a bit of an abrupt end, wasn't it? I hope you enjoyed it anyway, though, because Simon's not going to be back for a little while and you're going to get another one of those old student radio episodes next week, probably about Thursday, as long as I remember to upload it. So stay tuned and uh, we'll be back as soon as possible. Goodbye. <laughs>